In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fifth Sunday of this uh, blessed period of time, the Holy 50 Days. We are coming to the end of it. This Thursday is the Feast of the Ascension. Um, then we have one more Sunday. And then the following Sunday after that will be the Sunday of Pentecost. Uh, as we have been going through the Sundays of this holy period, this holy 50 days, we come to today's gospel where Christ proclaims that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And there's about three or four things that I want to focus on when it comes to this idea of Christ saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. First, it's a small point, but it's an important point. This is not a verse that's supposed to be used against other people. It's not a verse to be used to say, they are not Christians, therefore they are not on the way, they do not know the truth, they will not have eternal life. Let me give you an example of what I mean by this. Uh, on Friday, I uh, was trying to have, rarely happens, but I was trying to have dinner with my wife, uh, and uh, we went out, and as I was driving, I got hit by a car. Now, it's not a big deal, it was very slow, slow motion. I was stopped, and the car decided to um, take off a front part of my bumper. So it's, uh, if anyone's been in an accident, it's a little unnerving. And to add to that problem of the accident, the guy didn't speak English. Uh, and then a little bit of anxiety. The, guy, the car was from Mexico and the insurance was from Mexico. So all this adding up and I'm trying to figure it out and waiting for the, 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 the police to come to fill out a report. And, and then all of these, like, because I'm dressed as a priest, all these strange people start coming out. And this guy comes up to me and says, are you a priest? I said, yes. He says, okay, what denomination? I said, Coptic Orthodox. Is that like Roman Catholic? No, it's not. And keep going, you know, question after question. And then finally he's like, uh, do you bury the dead? I said, uh, yeah, we bury dead people. He's like, okay, that means you're dead. I said, what? He said, well, it says in the Bible, uh, Jesus said to them, let the dead bury the dead. So if you bury the dead, that means you're dead. I said, that's not what that verse means. <laughs> and by the time I said that, he's walking away, and he says, that's exactly what that verse means. And I'm saying in my mind, I'm screaming in my brain, that's exactly what the verse does not mean. <laughs> and so this is what I'm saying. You can't just take a verse and apply it. I know it's a long story for that point, but you can't just take a verse and then apply it in any way you want to apply it. So what does this verse mean when Christ says, I am the way, the truth, and the life? He is the way back to the Father. Right? Where are we going? When we say it's the way, right? The way where? The way to where? Sometimes we think about our salvation in too general of a term. We think about our salvation as uh, we'll be with God, heaven. We sometimes we think of our salvation as not hell, right? So it's this very general idea of, of what we're doing, right? If I say to you, we're going on a vacation, you say, where? I say, somewhere. Okay, tell me, give me some specifics. And I say, the only specifics I'm going to tell you is it's in the state of Iowa, right? You'll be like, okay, I guess it's, it's, it's not, I don't know, it's not some third world country someplace else. I guess Iowa could be okay. 
right? If, I, if we think about it in terms of what it's not, we might think it's okay, but if we don't know exactly where we're going, what we're doing, we really don't have the desire to go there. Christ is the way back to the Father. Christ is not the way to live your best life now, to quote somebody. Christ is not the way to just find happiness on earth or success or to feel fulfilled. Christ is bringing us back to where we left, to where we got lost. We were in a relationship with God and He is leading us back. Christ came, took the form of a servant, became human so that we could return to God, so that we could return back to Him. So when we think about Christ as the way, the truth, and the life, we have to remember where we're going, which is number one, the Father, back to the Father. Number two, we have to understand that the way means that if I'm going to follow the way, that is a conscious, active choice. It is a conscious, active choice. We are not passively on the way. Do you understand by passively on the way? Like we're not just going to kind of go in our day-to-day tasks and hope that we are on the way. The way, and there is only one way when we believe that Christ is the way. So as Christ is the way, we have to make a choice to be on that way. Let me give you one passage from an early church text. Uh, Yes, we had the Bible that was written in the first you know, maybe 60 years after the death of Christ, but there were also some very important Christian writings that were written in those early years. The, one of the earliest ones was called the Didache, the, the Didache uh, in the Greek. To be honest, I don't know what it's called in Arabic, but I'm sure you've been, you should have known about this, or you should know about this. It starts off, this is the first verse of the first chapter of this book, which is so important. And it's a small book, it's not, it's not large. He says, there are two ways, one of life and one of death, but a great difference between the two ways. And then he says, the way of life is this then. First, you shall love God who made you. Second, your neighbor as yourself. And all things whatsoever you should Um, and all things whatsoever you should not you would that it should not occur to you do not also to another that's do unto others as you would have them do to you and of these sayings the teaching is this bless those who curse you pray for your enemies and fast for those who persecute you fast for those who persecute you for your reward is there. If you love those who love you, does not, do not the Gentiles... Or he says, for what reward is it if you love those who love you? But love those who hate you, and you shall not have an enemy. Abstain from fleshly and worldly lusts. If someone gives you a blow upon your right cheek, turn to him the other, and you shall be perfect. If someone asks you to go one mile, go with him too. If someone takes away your cloak, give him your coat also. If someone takes away from you what is yours... Do not ask for it back, for indeed you are um, not to. Give to everyone who asks of you, and ask it not back, for the Father wills that all should be given 
of our own blessings as free gifts. Happy is he who gives according to the commandment, for he will be guiltless. Now, why did I read that? Because I want to impress upon you that it's a choice. It's a choice to fast for those who persecute you. It's a choice to pray for those who are against you. It's a choice to be on the way. And this is how the Old Testament even describes it to us. Psalm 1.1 Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So it's saying to us that our spiritual life is walking. It's, there's a walk. There is a path. There's a way that we have to be on. Psalm 119 verse 1 Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. And there's this nice story by Saint, uh, uh, it was said of Saint Serapion. Um, he was called the Sindonite. The Sindonite means he just, he basically just wore a cloth. He was naked except for around his, um, his midsection. So he traveled and he one time went to Ro Rome and he visited a famous uh, recluse up there who was a woman. And he was, you know, skeptical about her life, it says in the Paradise of the Fathers. For he himself was a great wanderer. So Serapion called out to her and said, why are you just sitting there? Why are you just sitting there? To which she replied, I'm not sitting. I'm on a journey. And the point of this story is that the spiritual life is a journey from here straight to God. And as it's been told to me, no detours, no stops, straight, direct, keep going. And what's difficult for us to understand is that in the spiritual life, there is no status quo. There's no staying the same. It is impossible to describe your spiritual life as it is the same as it was before. Either it is improving, either it is getting better, or it is getting worse. It is never the same. And that's why we have to Take what we receive and keep going on this way. It can never be stagnant. It can never be still. Either we're going forward or we're going in reverse. So to choose to go forward is a conscious, active choice. And then the last point that I want to share is that to follow the way is not a formula. Now even though I read a few things here from the Didishi, love God, love your neighbor, love your enemy, pray for those. It's not a formula that if I do X, Y, and Z, therefore I'm on the way. Because the way is a relationship with Christ. It's choosing a relationship with Christ. So then how do we, how do we assign, is it a, is, how do I do these things and at the same time have a relationship with Christ. Remember the story of Mary and Martha, where Martha was working in the kitchen, and she was doing service, which is good. So if she had in her mind the formula is to serve others, the formula is to do for others uh, things that they can't do for themselves, it says that she was distracted with the service. Sometimes we can be distracted with these things that we think are the right Christian true thing to do. But Mary is sitting at his feet, and so Martha complains. And she says, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. 
But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. One thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that good portion which shall not be taken away from her. It is the choice to be in a relationship with Christ. The right-hand thief. So many people you know, come and use the right-hand thief and say, what is this that the right-hand thief? It wasn't, you know, he wasn't baptized. He wasn't at the Last Supper. He didn't receive the Holy Spirit like the disciples or the apostles at any point in time. How is it that he can enter into the Kingdom of Heaven? Is he simply an exception? No. He made a choice to be in a relationship with Christ. He said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And that's a decision, a choice that he made. He says, I want to be in a relationship with you. At least remember me in some way, shape, or form. And Christ said to him, today you will be with me in paradise. When we decide and choose and actively work on being on the way, Christ becomes a central part of our life. Now there are those like Saul, who on the way receive this epiphany. And those people are special and unique. And also those people who receive this, and there are still people I believe today, receiving this from Christ and from the saints. They are special and unique. It's not the standard. It's not the, the way that, that we're going to find ourselves on the way. But if we take what we hear and we apply it in our lives, then we can be assured in our day-to-day decisions that we're on the way. If we make a mistake, how do we return to the way? By repenting. And I love the idea of confession or, or baptism. I always say when we face west and we say, I renounce you, Satan, and we face east and we say, I accept you, Christ, very similar to our confession, to our repentance. When we're in the wrong way, we turn around and we face the right way and we go in the right direction. It's moment to moment, day by day. We're repenting of this all the time to return to Christ, to be on the way. And the way is the most important word in this because he's saying, I am the way and the truth and the life. The truth and the life are part of the way. The truth that he offers and the life that he gives us is part of the way. Remember what I said after the feast, uh, after Embesarapion's letter that he gave to us on Easter, on the resurrection, I asked us to do something, and I hope we'll continue to do it, is to pray the first hour of the Egbeya, especially that Pauline epistle, where he says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk, walk on the way, walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. Walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. Let us make sure that we're on the way. Let us make sure that every step we take is on that way. Knowing that if we deviate just a little bit, it doesn't continue. Christ said, "There are uh, wide is the way, and uh, and 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 easy is the is the road that leads to everlasting life." But He said, "Narrow is the way, and difficult is the way that leads to eternal life." I, what I, I said that opposite. Difficult is the road. Wide is the road. Difficult is the way that leads to damnation. But hard and, 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 and difficult is the, and narrow is the road and the way 
that leads to everlasting life. And he said, few find it. He says, there are few people that even find it. So let's work hard and to say, am I on that way? Christ, who has offered himself as a way back to the Father, let us attach ourselves to him. Let us unite ourselves with him so that we can find ourselves in, in, in his Father's house, where there are many mansions, where he has prepared a place for us, where he said, where I go, I prepare many mansions, I'm preparing a place for you, and I'm going to return and take you with me. Let, let us make sure that we're on the way and make sure that we are glorifying Christ in our lives to the glory of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever in the age of all ages. Amen. Amen.